Hi, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome back to the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Zane, joined by my co-host, Danny, today. And today's episode is going to be a weekend preview for all of our NFL and college football games. Uh, and to get started, Danny, why don't you go ahead and introduce uh, what beer you're drinking today? I'm drinking Samuel Adams Winter Lager, and I really like uh, Sam Adams just in general. Uh, it's just a staple of mine. And winter lager, especially, you know, obviously it's a limited edition, limited release only in winter, but I just always go to it every single winter. Of course, after I was 21, nothing before, but I really enjoyed it. It's just a nice, good beer and, you know, really can't go wrong with it, but you know, it's, it's not, you know, uh, ridiculously awesome. It's, it's not like eight out of 10, seven out of 10. So it's up there. Just, just not elite. Awesome. That's a good pick. I just had uh, classic Budweiser tonight. So <laughs> nice. I can't tell you guys, 10 out of 10 on the rating scale. Can't go wrong with the good old Budweiser. That's the American bell cow of beers right there. <laughs> it sure is. Awesome. So let's get right into it. Let's start with headlines. Uh, Danny, what's your headline of the week? What did you want to get into? Okay, so uh, like last week, uh, we're going to start off with some baseball, and that's probably all we'll touch on it today. But Gold Glove Awards were announced, and Luis Roberts, Chicago White Sox, won it. He is a rookie, and he won it for the White Sox. I uh, played center fielder. Javier Baez, believe it or not, this is his first Gold Glove Award. You think of electric defense with Javi, along with his base running and also with his hitting, too. But, yeah, he has a great glove out there at shortstop. He was awesome out there this year. Surprisingly, that this is his first one. Not a surprise, Anthony Rizzo also got his fourth uh, Golden Glove Award at first base, and I believe he actually got a platinum glove back in 2016. So, man, he is just adding to that defensive trophy case of his. Now, really, really surprised and really happy with Chicago uh, kind of taking the headlines for the, as far as Gold Glove Award, Golden Glove Awards. But I do have a bone to pick with Rob Manfred, the Commissioner of Baseball. Zane, can you tell me what happened on Tuesday other than the Gold Glove Awards? Tuesday? Yeah. No. Well, two leaders uh, are going to be elected to our nation. So either Donald Trump or Joe Biden, and everybody had their eyes on the election. I Why would Rob Manfred decide to announce the Gold Glove Awards on election night when he could have picked any other day of the week that – he could have picked the other six days where every person's eyes in America were not on the election. I just don't get why he's shooting himself in the foot, why he's shooting baseball in the foot. And let's flash back to one month previous when playoff baseball started. There was no football on, on Tuesdays or Wednesdays and playoff baseball was going on. And I came home from work. It was around five o'clock, six o'clock. And I'm like, man, I cannot wait to watch. I cannot wait to watch some playoff baseball. I go to look. All three teams that are sorry, all four teams have been played all done by six o'clock because all of them happened in the middle afternoon instead of prime time when people could watch them. I don't know what Rob Manfred is thinking with this, with these decisions. I, I he's, he's got to be high. I mean, and not even like gateway. I think he went, he skipped right through the gateway drugs and went straight to black tar heroin because this, these oh decisions God. are just ridiculous. Yeah, the, the uh, yeah, baseball's you know always had even playoff games just right in the middle of the day on weekdays, and you know I'm not sure you know 
what the TV deals are. But yeah, I agree. I would love to see some more baseball games at, you know, in prime time slots. Uh, next, we're going to get to and a little, one NFL headline I just wanted to touch on today. I saw reports that uh, Drew Brees is going to be here, held out of practice for the last two days. I think that's a uh, a big deal because you know, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are playing the Saints this weekend, and I want the Saints at full strength because I don't want there to be any excuses, you know, on Monday saying, oh, Tom Brady only won because the Saints were, you know, at half health. They've got uh, Michael Thomas coming back, and the Buccaneers have Antonio Brown starting. Um, so I think it's going to be an awesome game, so I really hope that Drew Brees is able to participate. Yeah, I mean, you really want every available player to be playing when you see two great teams go up against each other. Even if you're a fan of one team and despise the other, it's just you want to beat the other team at their best because then it really feels like a win. It really feels like your team is a legitimate contender then because if you get these half wins, they just don't fill the cup and they just don't feel as good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's going to be a... That's going to be one thing I'm watching for. I want both teams full strength. Um, the Saints won the first game of the matchup um, this year, so hopefully the Bucks can um, at least look competitive or uh, get a win here. Um, next, we're going to move on to our next segment, and in this segment we're calling it Get Your Picks on Route 66. Danny and I will both choose from five games. Uh, we'll pick a winner, and if we are correct, we will receive one point. Uh, so, Danny, let's get into the first game. I'll let you go first here. We've got Bills and Seahawks. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is just playing at an MVP level, and he makes up for his, I wouldn't say poor defense, but he's making up for his mediocre defense. The, the defense isn't as the same as it was in 2014 with the Legion of Boom, I believe they call themselves, right? And, man, mm-hmm. that was one of the best defenses of all time, up there with the 85 Bears, the 2000, you know, 2000 2001 Ravens. It was one of the best, and he's really making up for that lack of uh, def- uh, defense, and he's playing a lot of shootouts this year. I just think he has a lot of playmakers on offense available to him, and he has really just taken the reins of this team and really becoming a true leader of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah, looking at this game, you know, I was going back and forth, and it's it's tough. I think – I think I'm gonna take the Bills. I think I'm yeah, okay. taking the Bills this week. Okay. I think I think it's gonna run out. Um, I'm gonna mark this down for me. I'm taking the Bills. Yeah. Uh, I just think the the magic on that defense is there. You know, just being barely being able to hold hold up is gonna run out. Uh, the Bills have also a really stout defense, and although the Bills are on a slide, I think they're gonna rally this week and. Um, it's probably going to be a close game, high scoring, but I think the Bills defense wins out in this one, and the Bills take down the Seahawks this week. Close games are always good. Always yeah. Good. Uh, moving on to game two, we are going to pick between the Saints and the Buccaneers. Uh, Danny, who you got this week, Saints or Buccaneers? I have Buccaneers. TV 12, he will not accept another poor performance after what happened last week, after they barely beat the New York Giants. He just won't let that happen. He's a gamer. He's the great. He's the GOAT. And after he's, he's going to try to get revenge for what happened after week one when they lost to the Saints in New Orleans. 
I don't think the team was gelling as well at that moment. I mean, obviously, they're still not gelling that well. They still need to, you know, get all their ducks in a row and really need to overcome the injuries that they have. However, Antonio Brown is also available this week. We all know the soap opera that is Antonio Brown. You know, wide receivers are always divas, but especially Antonio Brown. And he's just a lethal weapon, man. I just think that's too hard to overlook, even with just one week in, pre- in preparation and practice. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to have to go with the Buccaneers as well. Even, you know, if Antonio Brown you know, wasn't uh, going to be on the team this week, I think the Buccaneers are just a much more well-rounded team. I like the Buccaneers' defense. And like you said, I fully expect Tom Brady and the Bucks to bounce back. Um, you saw it after they, you know, lost to the Bears. They were very, very sharp the next week. So even though they beat the Giants, we I think we can all agree that that was a poor performance against the Giants. Without a doubt. Uh, so I fully expect them to be back sharp and uh, beat the Saints this week. Uh, let's see. Moving on to game three, we've got uh, the Dolphins versus the Cardinals. Who are you going to take this week, Dolphins or Cardinals, Danny? You know, I was sitting on the fence for this one. I really had to think about it. I'm just going to kind of be a homer. I have Kyler Murray on my fantasy team, you know, (laughs) but I've also just liked what I've seen from him. Tua was great in the one start that he had. He took care of the ball, one touchdown, zero interceptions. You can't be unhappy with that. I mean, he did his job. But Kyler Murray has shown throughout the season that he can really take over a game if he has to, especially with his legs. I mean, man, he is just a little energizer bunny out there out on the uh, when he runs those uh, read option plays. So it's Kyler Murray's the second year, and so we have a, a young QB battle here. I'm just going to take Kyler Murray and the Cardinals pretty much just based off of Kyler Murray having a little bit more experience. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm also going to pick the Cardinals this week. Um, the, the games definitely could go either way with that Dolphins defense playing as well it is, as it is. And the Cardinals have looked really good, but they've also looked bad in a few games. But I think I trust the second-year duo of, of Kyler Murray and um, – and the, and the, what the heck is his name? <laughs> uh, the Cardinals yeah. coach. His, yeah. his name's slipping my mind right now. But um, – yeah, I, I expect them to win another game, and it, it, and Tua's going to have to prove that he can really step up and and really sling the ball a little bit more, especially with the Dolphins' running game not being that impressive. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, good gracious. <laughs> Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, I'm going to trust them against the Dolphins this weekend. I think they get it done. Yeah, side note, I, I think it's been quite amazing to see someone fall upwards in their profession, such as Cliff Kingsbury has done. I mean, he had a losing record at Texas Tech, and he was, I mean, he had, um, uh, what's his name, in, in Kansas City. He had Patrick Mahomes in, uh, in Kansas City, and he still couldn't have a winning record in his four years there. I mean, how do you not, like, I just don't think he's that great of a coach, yet he's somehow proving in the NFL that he's a pretty competent coach. So he's just falling upwards. In his short career, I just think that was a, a good nugget. And, uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see if it continues. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. When you when you get a superstar like Kyler Murray, it makes life a little bit easier. Um, let's go on to game four. Game four, we are picking between the Colts and the Ravens. 
Who do you got this week? I have the Ravens. So Lamar Jackson, he is a great quarterback. We talked about this last week. He is a great quarterback when he has not crunch time, non-primetime game, non-playoff games. This is going to be a non-playoff game, non-crunch time, and not a lot of pressure that he has to worry about. It's against Indianapolis Colts, which are a respectable team. They're just not a world beater. They're not the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think we have anything to worry about the Ravens not only winning this game, but just covering their spread as well. Yeah, I, I'm iffy on this one, and I think I'm. I like the Colts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the Colts in this one. I, I think the league is sleeping on the Colts just a little bit because they're not, they're not flashy. You know, they have Philip Rivers. You know, he's an old timer, um, but their defense is rock solid, and I think they're playing really good football. And, and although the Ravens did play a, you know, excellent game against the. The Steelers last week, I think the Colts are going to surprise some people and pull this one out this week. Moving on to game five, we've got the Giants versus the Washington football team. Who are you going to take in this game? I just, I don't want to have to watch another NFC battle, man. It's, this is <laughs> another tough, NFC man. least battle. Here we go. <laughs> I would just rather watch paint dry because it's just brutal to watch the NFC East play each other this year. I, I think it's a a sham that one of these teams are going to be in the playoffs simply because they won their division, despite them probably being all four teams being in the bottom third of the league. Uh, I, I'll, I'm going to choose Washington, Washington football team. I think Ron Rivera is a better coach. He's proven. Of course he was on the bears and he used to be a defensive coordinator for the bears as well. So maybe a little Homer bias here going, but I just think he's a better coach. And I think that is what that's what it's going to come down to, since both teams really just don't have playmakers. It's just going to come down to coaching. Absolutely. Sorry. Uh, who was your pick? Uh, Washington. Washington. Okay, I got you down for Washington. Yeah, I'm going to go opposite you again. I'm going to go with the Giants this week. I have not been impressed with the Washington franchise at all. I, I really don't think making the move to Kyle Allen has really done anything for that franchise. Uh, I think the Giants proved last week that they can play hard and play well against the Buccaneers. The one thing Daniel Jones just has to do is is not stumble at the 10-yard <laughs> line when you know it's only grass and – not turn the ball over. If Daniel Jones can do those two things, I think the Giants can pull out a win against the Washington football team. <laughs> two weeks ago, that would have been our top meatball play of the week. I mean, he, he yeah. had 20 yards completely around him of Kentucky bluegrass, and he still found a way to not make it into the end zone by falling flat on his face. I mean, that just can't happen. That was absolutely tragic. And you could tell he was about to fall like 20 yards before he fell. He just started wobbling. Oh he looks like Marmaduke goodness. running out there, man. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, uh, if uh, you get the pick correct, you'll receive one point. And at the end of the week, we're going to tally everything up. Included in this segment is going to be a segment 2.5 called Ride or Die where Danny and I each must select an underdog in two games of our choice. Um, if they're an underdog uh, by plus 100 to 200, we're going to get two points for that pick. And if they are an underdog by plus 200 to 300, uh, we're going to get uh, 
three points for that pick. Uh, so, Danny, what are your upset picks for this week? So, I'm sticking with college football this week, uh, probably okay. because, you know, I, I'm always a fan of the upsets in college football. I think there's just a lot of passion and it, more than more so than NFL, a lot of pageantry that goes along with it. Part of it goes that because Illinois is all, always pretty much an underdog, so maybe I've just sided with the underdogs in the past, but... My two picks of this week are Boise State plus 120. This is according to DraftKings Sportsbook over BYU. Boise State's at home on that blue turf field that we know about. I don't think Boise State's getting the respect that that they deserve. Boise State is a perennial powerhouse every year, if not in the national uh, title conversation, you know, before the college football playoff and they only, you know, preferred – power five schools. I think Boise state is a very respectable team and should always be included in the top 20 teams. I like them at home over BYU. My next pick, Indiana plus one, plus one twenty-five over the university of Michigan. Indiana was a dark horse team last year. kind of came out of nowhere, really blew that uh, big point. I think maybe up 14 points late in a bowl game last year. They ended up blowing that lead. But they've come to play this year. They're proving that they're not just a one-hit wonder. I like them over Michigan, and I think they're the dark horse to maybe be the second team in the Big Ten East. Great picks here. I am going to do one NFL game, and then I will hop over to the college game and pick an upset over there. My first upset pick this week is going to be the – Denver Broncos over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, The Denver Broncos are at plus 175 over the Atlanta Falcons. I think that that is a little bit disrespectful to the Denver Broncos, (laughs) considering they just beat the Chargers, and the Atlanta Falcons have proven that they cannot hold on to a lead this year. So I'm going to take Denver at plus 175. The Falcons just – they Denver just has to let the Falcons get out to like a 21-point lead, and then they can <laughs> you can pretty much just cash a ticket for Denver because you know for a fact the Falcons are going to yeah, blow that lead know, in maybe 10 minutes. I would give them 10 minutes. Absolutely. And then I'm going to go to – scroll down, scroll down. Uh, I'm going to go with West Virginia over Texas as my pick. Um, West Virginia just beat Kansas State, was it last week? And I think Texas has proven that they just aren't that good. I I think they're a good team, but I think they can be had on any given Saturday. So I'm going to go with an upset pick. Uh, West Virginia over Texas at plus 180 for West Virginia. Texas just isn't the national powerhouse that they think they are. They're just kind of yep, they're kind of I, like Nebraska. I mean, they're better than Nebraska, but they're just kind of living in the the glory days almost of their past success and they're just kind of they think they are they're something that they're they're really not. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're I, I think they can be had. I think they're a good team, but I think they can be had this weekend. All right, and before we move on to our most look forward to games for this week, we do want to mention that none of these picks are recommendations for bets. These are simply our opinions. So, Danny, what, what games are you looking forward to watching this weekend? My game of the week that I have chosen, again, I'm sticking with college. 
this is where we find out if there's pretenders or contenders with going up against Clemson in the ACC. Number one, Clemson at number four, Notre Dame. Now, there won't be fans at Notre Dame, so it's going to be, or if there are, there's not going to be many. It's not going to be a full house to really give that uh, home field advantage uh, to Notre Dame. But this is where we decide if Notre Dame is a contender or a pretender. This, I mean, it, we saw the 2012, I believe, Notre Dame went undefeated and just got their, you know, face slap. Yeah, they just got, they got, <laughs> they just got boat race in the national championship game up against Nick Saban in Alabama. <laughs> it, it was embarrassing. Uh, the headlines that dominated Notre Dame that year were Manti Teo getting catfished by uh, some random person on the internet. And uh, maybe that had something to do with them losing. I don't know. Probably not because they lost by like 50 something points. But this is where we find out eight years later if Notre Dame is actually a national title contender contender or not. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a big game even without Trevor Lawrence for Clemson. I think um, Clemson's a good enough team where if Notre Dame wins, I think that really starts to change the minds uh, of people on Notre Dame and whether or not they can really compete in the top conferences. Here, here's the question. If Clemson loses this game, should they still be in the playoff if they run the table? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I, I think when you add Trevor Lawrence back, even if with one loss, I, I still don't think there's four better teams than Clemson. Probably, you right? Because we you we look were, across. You know, we were looking at it last week. Yeah, I mean, who's the next best team? There's Cincinnati in the top seven. Like, no, no nobody coming there. out of the Big 12. So. Yeah, slide them in there. Yeah, Oklahoma State lost, so they're out. So I think even if they have a one loss, even even if it's a little bit less competitive, even if they lose by 14, I still think you add Trevor Lawrence back into the mix, and there's no way that there's four better teams in the country than Clemson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And a little bit of a repeat, but uh, my game of the week this week is is once again New Orleans versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is NFC Showdown, also NFC South Showdown, uh, two powerhouses. The Saints are, are trying to pick it up a little bit. They didn't look that great against the Bears, and as well as the Bucks, they didn't look that good against the Giants. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see who really bounces back and who has a really good game. I think that's going to be a tight, tight game between Brady and Breeze, a rivalry. We didn't really get to see that much because, you know, Brady was in the AFC and Breeze is in the NFC. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to the second matchup uh, of the season between Breeze and Brady and the Saints. Yeah, both quarterbacks are neck and neck for the all-time touchdown record. It'll be interesting to see who comes out on top this uh, week and might take the touchdown record for the rest of the season and who knows for their careers because I, I feel like both QBs are in their limelight of the careers and they don't have much playing time left. Yeah, I, I agree. Both of them, the clock is ticking on both of them. Um, so it's going to have to probably be this year, next year, or or bust for these guys. All right. And with that, that's going to wrap up our episode for today. Thanks for joining in, and we'll see you next week.